The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Additional sponsors include Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Cooper Complete, Heritage Creamery, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, and Craig Cherry of the law firm Steckler, Wayne Cochran Cherry. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley, Matt Mosley's show, coming at you on a Tuesday. Aaron Sexton alongside, and uh, we'll have plenty today. Yesterday we got into some professional wrestling talk. I think that went well. A lot of folks, a lot of feedback on the uh, CNC Collision text line, uh, the Collision Center text line, I should say, 254-662-1660. Thank you, Central National Bank. Thank you for being our presenting sponsor and uh, being the the bank of Central Texas. We love you. We appreciate you. Thank you to all our fine sponsors. You hear about them before we come on every day, but we can't thank them enough. Aaron, appreciate you. Aaron, get a scoop. Put it on my account today at Heritage Creamery. All right, on your way home, go buy. I think chocolate is your favorite. Get you a scoop and be like a little kid. Get a Get it in one of those sugar cones that you love so much or a waffle cone or whatever. They've got everything you could you could ever want in all those um, all those different ones. Aaron, what do you want to get? What are you going to put on my account today? What flavor? Anything. Uh, you know, different places have different names for it, but anything with lots of chocolate. Chocolate okay. ice cream with, with yeah. you know fudge and brownie pieces and chocolate yeah, chips okay. anything like that that, that okay. that's, that's in my wheelhouse all right i'm gonna call over there see what we can do what which one is closer uh on your route aaron uh you have smartly not let any of us know where it is you reside in waco uh i think you must have like a good scene over there great pool parties and you don't let any of your teammates know where you are are you closer to the one on the baylor campus on 8th street or the one on uh, Ritchie Road in 84? Uh, I mean, I'm not trying to be <laughs> – I'm not trying to be uh, – Can you ever in, answer in, a question like straightforward? Intentionally. Yeah. <laughs> Can you – I'm about equal distance from both, actually. Okay. I live right – right. because I right. live right in the middle of the city. It, right. it, it makes for easier access to – for the sake of radio, places. every once in a while, Aaron, you're just allowed to pick one. Okay? <laughs> I'm probably closer. To, I'm probably closer to the one on Baylor on the Baylor oh, campus, please. if I had to guess. Goodness gracious, <laughs> what is your deal? All right, it's Mosley. It's Aaron Sexton. We come at you today at 3:20. We'll get you caught up on NFL and Cowboys. Cowboys coming out of the quarantine. They do have some players and coaches in quarantine. We'll bring you the latest on that at 320. We'll go around the NFL a little bit. And uh, 340, we got a really cool thing for you. The Hole in the Roof. A story, uh, the foundation of how Texas Stadium was built. And then the man behind it, Clint Murkison Jr. Uh, a book has, be, has, has been written and will be out in 2022 about the Murkison family and the Cowboys and all of that. And a good friend of mine wrote it. Michael Granberry from the Dallas Morning News. He's going to join us at 3.40. So if you're someone who just likes the history of football or the history of how Texas Stadium was built, I think you'll enjoy this. That's going to happen today at 3.40. Right out of the chute here, Aaron, we do have um, 
the announcement of an alliance came out today. I know you were monitoring this closely. The Pac-12, the ACC, uh, and the Big Ten, the commissioners came together and they said their 41 institutions, presidents and ADs, everybody was on board with this, and they are going to form an alliance. Now, this is a handshake <coughs> agreement. Now, Aaron, have you seen any situations lately where it's probably good that the Big 12 had a signed agreement in hand? Do you think the grant of rights agreement is a good thing, that the, uh, they might have had something in writing? Well, the alliance of the Pac-12, the Big Ten of the ACC, they are not going to put anything together. I've had it explained to me that maybe they, there would be some antitrust issues or something if they sign a binding agreement between them. Now, what does this mean? What does this alliance mean? Well, basically, this thing was formed, as we've told you, in response to what the, what the SEC did in bringing OU and Texas in and the latest uh, round of realignment. This is being done under the guise of we want to keep the collegiate model and band together and they'll vote together and they'll do some scheduling together. But they really don't know exactly what this is. They're not even signing something. They don't know. I mean, they already right now have schedules that are in place. It'll be a while before they can start playing each other in these non-conference schedules. So any thought that this is some sort of huge alliance uh, and this is going to be binding for years to come, this, is, this was a way, a show of strength, that SEC – you want to make a move, we'll make a move. Was it like an exciting, hardcore move? No, it's not. No, it's not. And I, I've looked through this thing and read it and, and, and read some of their uh, – uh, basically, uh, there's not much to it. There, this, is, uh, this is what the commissioner of the Big 12 was saying just a little while ago. Uh, there is nothing more valuable in media than live sports. And the more partners that are invested in distributing and promoting college sports, the better for the industry. Okay, this is some sort of response to the SEC. Now, this is where it gets interesting for the possible Big 12. All right, listen up if you're wondering, okay, where does the Big 12 fit in all this? Klievkov, the commissioner of the Pac-12, says, we're going to announce our, our decision about whether or not to expand membership before the end of the week. He said the conference expansion was being vetted on a parallel path to the alliance. All right. What does all that mean? Well, it means Friday, you know, by the end of this week, there's going to be something out there on if the Pac-12 is going to expand or not. Does that mean that some of the remaining eight could be in their plans? It could. It could. It also could mean they could come out and just say, we're not going to expand at this time. Um, the ACC commissioner came out and said, we want and need the Big 12 to do well. The Big 12 matters. Well, I guess maybe, maybe you guys could have put the Big 12 in this alliance if we matter to you. I mean, I, I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad to hear that we matter. But it might have been a nice thing to do to, to actually include the Big 12 in the alliance. 
Meanwhile, I brought you the news yesterday that the Big 12 has reached out and they have brought in Oliver Luck as a consultant to try to help guide the conference. But right now, the Big 12 is a conference without an alliance. It's on an island. It's Big 12 Island, and it's eight schools, and they don't know exactly what that means. Now, what does that mean, uh, Aaron? Well, let me tell you this. Somebody over there, knock, 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 anybody over there at the Big 12, anybody home? Somebody should have to do what they don't really want to have to do, and it's to go knock on the door of the people who duped them. Aaron, I believe you you know and everybody knows who duped the Big 12. It was Texas and OU, and it was Greg Sankey, the SEC commissioner. The Big 12 should probably be on the phone at this very moment. Hey, did you hear about that alliance they did over there? Greg, what, what do you think about doing something with us? We'll try to keep the autonomy of our conference. We're, you know, obviously, you came and got to our two biggest known and most well-known properties. But would you have any interest in a scheduling situation or some form of an alliance with the remaining eight? This would be an opportunity to try to get the, keep the eight together while hopefully going out and getting Cincinnati or BYU or Boise State or whoever it is, Houston, SMU, your team, your school du jour, whoever you want, this would be the opportunity. But the, you, you need some alliance. You can't just be out there floating around. The, the commissioner of the Big Ten, Kevin Warren, was basically quoted saying, Bob Bowlesby will figure this out. Bob will figure this out on his own. Aaron, do we have a great feeling about that, that Bob will just kind of – Bob will arrive at some sort of uh, – uh, I mean, there's a reason they've brought Oliver Luck in. They don't bring in big-name consultants – if you think your commissioner's doing a bang-up job. Our commissioner went and met with the Pac-12. What did that result in? Well, nothing so far. It's resulted in an alliance that does not include the Big 12. It includes the Big 10, the Pac-12, and the ACC. So today, those three have come together in holy matrimony to move forward and to try to stand against the evil empire empire that is the sec now aaron see if this makes you feel any better this was jim phillips a little while ago the acc commissioner expanding on what he thinks about what's going on with the big 12 he said there's uncertainty in what's going on between two conferences now what is he talking about there well the sec and the big 12 there just is how long when who goes where etc and we felt that the three of us and the conferences that we represent and the broad-based program that we're committed to and the like-minded values that I described earlier, that we had a chance to, to stabilize it. And we're all hopeful that this will and allow a conference like the Big 12 to figure out their path forward. So there's a lot of moving parts, but that was part of our rationale on putting our alliance together. All right, Aaron, there you go. The alliance was done with the Big 12 in mind. Thank you, thank you, thank you, ACC. Thank you, Big 10. Thank you, Pac-12. Aaron, they're looking out for the poor, sad little Big 12.
And uh, if you believe that, I've got some oceanfront property, as George Strait would sing in Arizona, that I might be willing to sell you. It's a very nice sentiment. Um, but, again, if they really wanted to throw the Big 12 a lifeline, they would have said, come be a part of this alliance. We'll let you schedule with us. We'll let you not sign this contract with us like everybody else in the conference. So basically what happened today was some sort of show of strength in a non-binding way because there are no contracts, and this would allow the Pac-12 or the ACC or the, or the Big Ten to go out and bring in anybody they wanted. Do they want to go poach a school? I mean, it's, it's an alliance, but like a lot of things in college football, it's a corrupt alliance. It's not one that um, should make everybody feel that much better today. The alliance has been formed. So there it is. Um, I want to give our people, Aaron, an opportunity. If they want to sound off, you can call us or you can text us on that CNC Collision Center text line. The, the number to call, if you want to call, and we'll keep this going if you want to talk about it, uh, and you may have thoughts and ideas. Do you want to expand the Big 12? Are you desperate for Baylor to hopefully catch on with the Pac-12? Do you think anything today was good for the for the Big 12? Do you have any thoughts on this? Love to hear from you. Love all our people out there. You can call us at the following number, 254-662-1660. Again, that's 254-662-1660. And Aaron is manning the phones and watching all this and looking at the CNC Collision Center text line. Uh, again, that's 254-662-1660. Now, Aaron, before you start taking all these calls and all this kind of stuff, let me just ask you this. What do you think about my idea? You you call up the SEC and see if they might offer any sort of safe harbor. Are you too bitter toward the SEC, or do you like the idea? I mean, I'm not I'm not bitter towards the SEC. They made a business decision. I'm I'm uh, bitter towards the University of Texas <laughs> um, because they got everything they ever asked for from the Big 12 and still left. Um, and you could say, and that was a business decision too. But there was just more to it. There's there's. Would your bitterness though prevent you? No. What if you could put some scheduling thing together where you could keep Baylor Tech and TCU playing Texas and then maybe occasionally A&M, but keep them playing OU? Is there any – is would, would that – now that would be an interesting response to this alliance from the SEC and, and one that I would wholly support because it would take care of my alma mater, Baylor. And that is to truly turn this into a super conference. Now, I think in their minds, they believe this is already a super conference. Aaron, do the math for me. With Texas and OU, how many teams are now in the SEC? 16? Does that sound right? So, 16. With, yes, with Texas yes. and Oklahoma, it's 16. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. So, you add eight to that, and then... You've got 24, and and then, of course, you've got this loosely-based alliance you're up against, but you've got a 24-team super conference. 
that would you could show some more alignment. Uh, alignment. And you know, by, by the way, if they wanted to do this, we'd all be signing up as fast as we can. There'd be no, there'd be no non-binding. I mean, it would be binding agreements all around. So I, I'm just saying, 24 team super conference. Let's roll. Let's get in bed with the with the evil SEC and move on down the river. Now, probably what the SEC is thinking right now is, you know what? We got the two big names. Sorry, hated hate to do this to you guys, but the rest of the eight, we love you, but you just don't bring as many eyeballs as Texas and OU. And when we go to the negotiating table, it's it's we we want we don't want the money to get watered down and to share with the have-nots. And, and what the have-nots, sadly, which we are a part of in this, in this context, uh, what the have-nots ought to do is, is Aaron say, well, that's fine. We'll take a much lower percentage because whatever percentage we get will be much higher than anything we do with the remaining eight or if we brought in Boise State and BYU or Cincinnati and BYU or whoever, or University of Central Florida, the the attachment to a bigger conference. Now, you've got to go with the bird in hand. If we've had converse, secret conversations with the Pac-12, and I'm not saying I know, <clears throat> we have. I hope we have, but I don't know if we have. If the Pac-12 says, Baylor, we want you. Baylor and Tech, we want you. we got to go. Okay? If, that, if, if by the end of the week that – that's the announcement we got to make, and we got to say really sorry, and we'll figure out a way to, you know, I don't know how we pay the money. We'll we'll hang in there as long as we need to with the Big Twelve Conference, so we don't have to pay eighty million because we don't want to have to be raising eighty million dollars, especially when we're trying to build an on-campus arena, an on-campus arena. But or maybe it's off-campus, by the way. But I, I'm just saying, if the Pac-12 comes calling, we got to go. We have to go. And that's uh, that's the way it is. All right, Aaron, lots to discuss there. Again, if you want to get in on this, I'm fine to talk about it. I'm fine to keep talking about it. Or I'm fine to move on to the Cowboys in quarantine. The Dallas Cowboys, mm-hmm. as they may have a new backup quarterback. The number is 254-662-1660. Give us a call. We'll talk about it. That's all next. Waco Lions football on ESPN Central Texas. Hi, this is Tom Barfield inviting you to join Darren Burrow, Coach Johnny Tucson, and me this Friday night as the Lions open the 2021 season against the Wranglers of West Mesquite High School. Our pregame show begins at 6.30. We'll have the kickoff at 7 o'clock. Following the game, it's the Friday night high school football scoreboard show presented by Southwest Sports Medicine. All right here on ESPN Central Texas. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly clear skies tonight and warm conditions as low temperatures fall to 76 degrees. Mostly sunny skies continue tomorrow. It's going to be a humid day with a high of 98. Our heat index tops out at 104. And on Thursday, partly cloudy skies with a 20% chance of scattered showers and 
isolated storms and a high of 97. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery, call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107 or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. Texas is open for business, and as potential customers re-emerge, now is the time to reach them. Your proud Texas business needs customers, and customers need your products and services. So let Eminem Broadcasters bring you together. Eminem has a variety of specialized radio stations, each designed to reach a specific audience. Advertising grows your business. Email today to info at mmbwaco.com or call 254-772-0930. That's 254-772-0930. All right, your body needs essential nutrients every day to keep you healthy and feeling good. One of the reasons I felt so great uh, during the pandemic through all this, I believe, is because of uh, taking Cooper Complete, the nutritional supplements developed by Dr. Kenneth Cooper and his team to address the shortcomings of other vitamin products on the market. Now, which direction do I go? I go with vitamin D and zinc. For immune system support. All right. Also, you got the COQ10 and the omega 3 fish oil for heart health. And uh, you can visit coopervitaminquiz.com. All right. Coopervitaminquiz.com and take the Cooper Complete Vitamin Needs Assessment. When you do, you'll not only find the specific supplements your own body needs, you'll get 10% off. Your entire next purchase. That's coopervitaminquiz.com for 10% off Cooper Complete Supplements and the knowledge you need to fill the nutritional gaps in your diet, improve the quality and quantity of your life with Cooper Complete Nutritional Supplements. Citizens State Bank is excited about Central Texas high school sports and is glad to be a part of so many outstanding communities. Citizens has 10 branches to serve you, including Buffalo, Centerville, Clifton, Dawson, Grosbeck, Hubbard, Itasca, Teague, West, and Whitney. If you're one of their valued customers, they say thank you for your business. If you're looking for a bank where you're more than a number, check them out at CitizenStateBankTX.com. Members' children participate in many school activities. This gives Citizen State Bank a vested interest in the lives of these students. They wish all the student athletes, cheerleaders, and band and drill team members a year of success. Whether you're a bison, tiger, cub, bulldog, goat, jagger, wampus cat, lion, trojan, or wildcat, know that Citizen State Bank supports and appreciates your hard work. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Come join us. Howmet Aerospace, situated in Waco for 48 years and now hiring for several positions. Howmet produces fasteners for industrial applications such as transportation, renewable energy, and automotive. Howmet Aerospace is looking for production technicians, quality engineers, machining techs, maintenance electricians, and more. Most positions require a mechanical aptitude or background, and all jobs require a high school diploma or GED. Howmet Aerospace offers a complete benefits package from day one. Go to howmet.com slash join us. Search Waco for a complete listing. 
ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weinch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Chicago Bears' Matt Nagy reaffirmed to the team's decision to open the regular season with Andy Dalton at quarterback when the team announced that Dalton will not play in the regular season finale against Tennessee because the veteran will be the team's week one starter. LSU will require anyone attending Tiger Stadium this year that is 12 years age or older to provide proof of vaccination or negative PCR test taken within 72 hours. LSU became the first team from the SEC to outline such a policy. Astros on a two-game losing streak take on the Royals tonight, 7-10 first pitch. Rangers get slammed by the Red Sox in extra innings, 8-4. Rangers travel to Cleveland to start a series with the Indians, 6-10 first pitch, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, and uh, glad to be with you. Glad to have Aaron Sexton alongside. And again, the breaking news today, Pac-12, ACC, and the Big Ten has formed an alliance. They haven't signed anything. They're going to play some games against each other. I think they're going to vote together. They're like-minded. This thing was all in response to what the SEC did and meanwhile, the Big 12's just out there floating around, nowhere to go. Hey, here we are. We got eight schools left. We got eight schools. Anybody want to form an alliance with us? And apparently they said they did it with the Big 12 in mind. And, and, and while the Big 12 tries to, they think it'll help the Big 12 chart its course. Oh, really? Thanks, guys. Appreciate that. So, uh, end of the week, the Pac-12 will make a decision on whether or not they're going to expand, and we'll have more on that. We do have some lines open right now, 254-662-1660, uh, and that is uh, that is the CNC Collision uh, Center text line, and then you can also call us on that line. Let's go to Bill on line one. Bill, you're on the uh, Matt Mosley Show. What's on your mind? Well, thank you so much. Uh, it's the Big 12, and um I'm a long-time Baylor fan, and we made the cut to the Big 12, apparently. Uh, but the Big 12 didn't make the cut now. And I've got a long story or a short story. The short story is Oliver Luck coming in to help out the Big 12. He's from West Virginia, and they got a seat at the table at the ACC. And really, honestly, Big 12 deserves it. They do. They cowered to Texas. We lost a couple of teams in Nebraska and Colorado. Had a chance to poach the ACC. And Texas didn't want to take a cut. And so we said no. Then we got poached. And then three, four years later, we said, hey, we're going to open up the doors. Bring somebody in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And nobody's good enough. And it's because Texas didn't want to cut their piece of pie. And this was coming up a long time ago. The cash cow's drying up. Before COVID, the networks were cutting all their talent. They weren't making the money. TV contracts are coming up. They're not going to be bidding a lot. You only got so much money. We're going to try this. We're going to try that. ESPN's been doing a little dealing. But that said, 
Texas ran off and, and left us nothing, and it's our fault for letting them run this thing to start with. That's why the Aggies left. But Oliver Luck isn't going to help us. No, I, that's good. Interesting points. Bill, appreciate you calling in. Bill has uh, Oliver Luck played at West Virginia. He did get his law degree at the University of Texas. And the thought is, how is he going to help the Big 12? We know his heart is with West Virginia. West Virginia has some natural partners, and, and he is correct that the uh, ACC might be a natural fit for them if there was expansion-minded. And uh, there is some truth to that, that when the Big 12 maybe could have added, they didn't want to. And, and a big part of the reason is Texas did not want to share any of the revenue as long as the Longhorns were there. Now, I, I will say this. I don't know if if the Big 12 had have stood up to UT back then. UT or Oklahoma might have just gone. Now, Oklahoma at one point tried to make a move without Texas, and they kind of got slapped back into place and were told, you can't do this without Texas. And I think that was OU, an original move toward either the SEC or Pac-12. At one point, uh, Powers, the uh, president, chancellor of uh, UT, who is no longer with us, sadly, but he wanted to be in the Pac-12 and was moving Texas toward that. DeLoss did not. DeLoss Dodds, the uh, longtime athletic director, and it was DeLoss and a lot of the Horns' greediness in wanting the Longhorn Network that caused everything to sort of blow up. And then in the end, they end up leaving anyway and leaving the eight in distress. All right, if you want to sound off on that, 254-662-1660 as we plot out what will happen. And just to bring you up to date, the Pac-12 did say it will announce later this week uh, what it will uh, do in terms of if it's going to expand or not. Now, one thing the commissioner of the Pac-12 said is part of this alliance that they announced today accomplished a little bit of what they would be hoping to accomplish with expansion, and that is the footprint, um, maybe getting some games scheduled in other places. And um, so it's um, it's really, really fascinating the way this is all playing. Interestingly, um, the guy writing a lot of these stories, Aaron, Dan Wetzel from Yahoo, one of the great sports writers in the country, just reached out to say he could come on at 340. Unfortunately, we have someone already lined up at 340. I want to remind you, especially you guys that enjoy Cowboys history, Michael Granberry coming up at 340, and uh, he is he's written a new book about Clint Murkison Jr., uh, the making of Texas Stadium, what all went into it. This is going to be really cool. And so for you guys, even if you're not an old-timer but you enjoy – hearing about the history of the NFL, I think you'll really like this and how Clint Murkison Jr. came to uh, get an expansion team, the Dallas Cowboys, in 1960 and how all of it came to fruition. I think you're going to really enjoy this uh, conversation that we're about to have, and we'll do that at, uh, at uh, 340, coming up in just a few minutes. All right, um, Cowboys-wise, and, and Aaron, jump in there if we have any more people, like on the text line. We got some more comments coming in there. The uh, the CNC Collision Center text line is two five four six six two sixteen sixty. Aaron, take a peek at that thing. Anything you want us to share on that front, happy to get it out there. Okay, because I love it when our people participate 
and it, whether texting or calling. I appreciate Bill calling in there. Um, Cowboys instructed safety DeMonte uh, Casey to stay away from the facility today while awaiting further COVID-19 evaluation. Well, that's supposed to be one of the starting safeties. They also had Donovan Wilson, uh, who's in, you know, in that starting mix at safety, walk out of practice today with the athletic trainer. All right, and we're still getting more information on all that. But, um, man, this is not great. Malik Hooker and then another safety that I was telling you about the other day were already out. So they are, there's been a run on safeties in the Cowboys organization, and this is, um, this is not good. Now, the, today the Cowboys did go out and practice. Temperatures were in the, out in Frisco in the mid-90s. Cornerback Trevon Diggs telling reporters it was different today. We haven't had this for a minute, but it's something we'll get used to. All right, and um, Michael Gallup uh, talking about the COVID issues, says if somebody catch it, you got to make sure you're doing the right thing in the right spots and don't go anywhere you're not supposed to go. We're all professionals out here, so it's a tough challenge. I think we're doing fairly well. We shall see, but uh, I, I would say that uh, that this is a, this is concerning that right now they are dealing with so many safeties being out of practice. All right, Malik Hooker was somebody they brought in. Used to be, you know, he came out of Ohio State, pretty good player. But uh, but Donovan Wilson left left practice early today, and we'll get more. We'll try to get more on that. What's going on with him? But uh, the Cowboys are thin at safety already, and uh, and so this is something to watch as the Cowboys try to kind of take care of of the folks that they have in quarantine because of the what the coach called an outbreak the other day but uh, some interesting things going on Aaron I would say safety is a real sore spot for the Cowboys right now and they already cut one player today it was a kicker uh, they only needed to cut one player today but as they make cuts I think I think they have to start looking as other team make makes cuts I think they uh they need to start making. Uh, they need to start looking at some of these cuts to see if there's veteran safeties. Uh, safety Donovan Wilson left the field early today. Starting free safety Demonte Kazee was absent from the start as COVID-19 precaution. And the team is already sh- uh, shorthanded at safety with Malik Hooker and Israel Makuamu. They're on the reserve COVID-19 list. Whoa. Aaron, I would say this team right now is in a little bit of trouble at safety. That may be an understatement. They weren't exactly that wasn't exactly their strongest position anyway. They're in um and let hopefully they can get these guys healthy, you know, by game by game one healthy. I mean, they may just be in protocols. They may not have COVID, but hopefully they can get all these guys back by game one because they they don't exactly have the best group of safeties in the NFL. It's probably in the well, it's probably in the bottom quarter of the NFL if you want to know the truth. But uh, and this obviously makes that worse. 
All right, uh, in the Cowboys daily COVID update uh, from this morning, just to kind of let you know, three of those in pro- protocol have tested positive. I keep saying quarantine. They, they, you call it in the NFL, you put them in COVID protocols. It's sort of like a quarantine, but I think it's actually called COVID protocols. Two of those in protocol are due to close contacts and have not tested positive. One player is currently being retested. If it's positive, the list will grow to six who are in protocols. Now, it sounds like Kazee, spelled K-A-Z-E-E, the safety, that was more out of an abundance of caution. He was sent home today. But, but it, you know, it makes sense. I mean, these, these defensive backs and, and the different position groups are in meetings together. So the safeties are very close together. And so the fact that they have some safeties out right now, that makes sense. It looks like Wilson left practice today for some sort of injury, although we will stay on top of that and let you know the latest. All right, Matt Mosley's show, Aaron Sexton alongside. We'll talk a little Cowboys history. Why did they put the hole in the roof? Why was Texas Stadium built the way it was? We discuss it next. This September, Baylor Bear football is back. Slipping one man. It's Snead. He's into the end zone. Wow, what a move. He's pressured, and he's down. He's got Abner for a touchdown. The 2021 season kicks off Saturday, September 4th, as Baylor hits the road against Texas State. Our coverage begins at 4 on your home for Bears football. ESPN Central Texas. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, Diamore Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. Diamore Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Now that football season is here and cooler weather is right around the corner, it's time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. And don't forget, check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. In Commons Bank is rooting for all of our local teams this 2021 football season. While you gear up for game days this fall, why not earn money at the same time? With the new Mars Rewards checking account from In Commons Bank, you can earn money every time you swipe your debit card. Earn while snagging spirit shirts, snacks, and supplies for celebrations after the big win with the Mars Rewards debit card. It's the perfect card for everyday purchases. Visit us in person or online at incommonsbank.com forward slash Mars to find out more information. Member FDIC. 
Get ready, get set, go. Run, don't walk to Waco's newest sidewalk obstacle courses. Fun for the whole family. Get active visiting each unique obstacle course at three local parks. You can find our new community-inspired sidewalk obstacle courses at the Bledsoe Miller, Dewey, and South Waco Park, right next to the playground area. Get outside, get active, and most of all, have fun. This message is brought to you by Live Well Waco and the Waco McLennan County Public Health District. For more information, visit us on the Live Well Waco Facebook page. Texas is open for business, and as potential customers re-emerge, now is the time to reach them. Your proud Texas business needs customers, and customers need your products and services. So let Eminem Broadcasters bring you together. Eminem has a variety of specialized radio stations, each designed to reach a specific audience. Advertising grows your business. Email today to info at mmbwaco.com or call 254-772-0930. That's 254-772-0930. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weinch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Chicago Bears' Matt Nagy reaffirmed to the team's decision to open the regular season with Andy Dalton at quarterback when the team announced that Dalton will not play in the regular season finale against Tennessee because the veteran will be the team's week one starter. LSU will require anyone attending Tiger Stadium this year that is 12 years age or older to provide proof of vaccination or negative PCR test taken within 72 hours. LSU became the first team from the SEC to outline such a policy. Astros on a two-game losing streak take on the Royals tonight 7-10 first pitch. Rangers get slammed by the Red Sox in extra innings 8-4. Rangers travel to Cleveland to start a series with the Indians 6-10 first pitch and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes only on ESPN Central Texas. Recently on the John Moore Show. And we said uh, spreading that culture of joy now onto the next level. Isn't that great to see? Oh, it is great and, uh, to hear their interviews and just how they've conducted themselves. And like your four guys, no matter who you talk to, they love one another. Uh, uh, high character. Be kindly at Baylor University. So as a coach, uh, you're just really proud when you hear people brag about your former players. Tune in to the Voice of the Bears weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. here on ESPN Central Texas. It is uh, Matt Mosley show, ESPN Central Texas. Well, it's some good hip hop for our following guest, known hip hop lover, uh, and uh, my great longtime friend at the Dallas Morning News, Michael Granberry, joining us now. And Michael, I mean, you and I have been known to stay on the phone for hours at a time. We can't do that today. We got to get out by. Um, 355 and i think you've got a place to be but it's that, good to have you right. on well, that sounds yeah good. yeah it's uh we'll be we'll be succinct as as we're able uh, uh, you know as as you and i can be but i the other day i caught you and you were out in san francisco and i think you were about to go see the giants play i happened to look it up i'm like i wonder how the giants are doing and they're doing really well like i it's i don't think i realize this. Yeah. yeah they're they're like 180 games or something, and I figured you finally. You know, I know you have family up that direction, Michael, but you had to leave the Dallas area just to get away from the Rangers. Is that right? You wanted to go see some good baseball <laughs> to, to see some good baseball for a change, right? And uh, yeah. I tell you, I was I was very interested in going to that stadium. I've heard so many things about that 
ballpark that the Giants play in right right there by San Francisco Bay. It's changed names a million times, as stadiums are wont to do nowadays. But this book that uh, I've done with Burke Murkison, one of the uh, one of the children of Clint Murkison Jr., the founder of the Cowboys, this book is largely about stadiums. Uh, one in particular, of course, uh, Texas Stadium, the stadium his father created. But it was interesting to see, uh, you know, one of the one of the truly classic uh, American ballparks. Um, it was interesting. So. Yeah, well, I'm glad you brought up the reason you're on today. You can come on with me anytime. But this book, it's going to come out in 2022. All right, I mean, it's 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 coming about coming a year soon. from now. Yeah, a, should, a year from we now. Have it, we have it ready now, and it could. But yeah. the pandemic has pushed everything back, as you know. You can and, slip uh, me a copy. You can slip me a copy. <laughs> let me now, let me give the title before you go off here. The full title right. is Hole in the Roof. The Dallas Cowboys, Clint Murkison Jr., and the stadium that changed American sports forever. Um, now that is a I like the I like the title "Hole in the Roof." And and Michael, as a as a as a kid who, boy, you grew up. Uh, you're you you've got me by a few years, but you actually saw games at the Cotton Bowl, and, and you remember you remember those days, and so. Tell me a little bit about how this came together, how you decided to do this book with the son of Clint Murkison Jr. That had to be fascinating, and I'm sure uh, as you sat down with him to write this book, y'all came over story after story that you you probably hadn't even realized ever happened. Absolutely. That is totally correct, Uh, Matt. He called me a very long time ago. I mean, we worked on this for years. And uh, he wanted to do a book about his dad, which sounded to me pretty much like a biography. And that was interesting in and of itself. But the more we talked about it, it seemed to me that the book had several layers to it. For one, it is a biography about his father, who was the founder of the Dallas Cowboys and who was the owner of the team uh, throughout the team's 20-year consecutive winning streak. Um, also, but he also created Texas Stadium, and and it was fascinating to find out what motivated him to do that. And then, of course, in my feeling, the the book really has a hole in the roof has a double meaning. As you know, there was literally a hole in the roof at Texas Stadium, and that architectural element has been duplicated at AT and T Stadium. But to us, hole in the roof has a double meaning in the sense that this stadium thing, to a large extent, has kind of gone off the rails, in our opinion. I mean, so much of it in, in, in the economics of the game today, whether it's baseball or football, is oriented to the stadium and to uh, making as much money as you possibly can. And in fact, at one point, like you mentioned the Cotton Bowl, back in those days, stadiums were essentially city-owned rental facilities, and the only perk you could get was a hot dog and a Coke, or in the case of the Cotton Bowl, a hot dog and a Dr. Pepper. And uh, uh, what was astonishing when, when we dug into the research was in 1966, which is the first year the Cowboys had a winning season, and that's when Clint Jr. really amped up his efforts to try to get a new stadium in da- downtown Dallas. Believe it or not, Matt, in, in 66, 
the Cotton Bowl was one of the newest NFL stadiums, and it had been built in 1930. <laughs> the Eagles were playing in Franklin Field, which was built in the 1800s. And uh, I don't know if you're, you're probably too young to remember this, but but in the in around the mid 60s, many of the NFL teams were sh- were still sharing baseball teams with Major League Baseball clubs, uh, Wrigley Field, Yankee Stadium, etc. And um, and Clint absolutely hated that. And but then he hated the trend that came right after that even more. A lot of stadiums started going to these multi-purpose stadiums where they would share with a baseball team, but it wouldn't be a good configuration for baseball or football. And uh, yeah. in fact, one of those still exists today, as you know, the uh, the Oakland A's stadium. Uh, what is it called now? I mean, it's the old Oakland Coliseum. But, it, you know, it, it's a great stadium for a pitcher because the foul territory is so big because it's it was built to accommodate football that it's pretty easy to get a, a foul ball out there. But he wanted a football-only stadium with terrific sight lines that he felt was really good for the fans. Uh, he wanted it to be financed in a very creative, intelligent way, as, as it was. And he he wanted he also was the you know the NFL owner who introduced the concept of the luxury suite um, uh, to the NFL. Now those had existed before. The Astrodome had a few of those at the very top, and and he got the idea pretty much from Aztec Stadium in Mexico City. Uh, but as you know, that really changed the economics yeah. of the NFL. Yeah. Well, I mean, I. In a lot of ways, he was a pioneer, but it's been so long. Jerry, as you know, is sort of credited with, like, everything, you know, coming up right. With, right. with with all sorts of things. But Clint Murkison Jr. was very interesting. I, As you got to know more about him and learn more of him, I, was he about as different from Jerry Jones as anybody could possibly be? I mean, I'm sure he was very right. competitive right. and had a competitive right. fire like Jerry, but what was the, was there, were were there things that you kind of learned in talking to, and that's got to be interesting because his son is probably going to want to paint his dad in the most positive light, but to to do a good book, obviously you need to tell some stories, even if they, they aren't particularly uh, flattering. I mean, that that had to be interesting to manage. Well, you know, and and one of the things that, that he, and uh, you know, he, I interviewed, uh, we have quotes in the book from one of his brothers, who was uh, Robert, whom I think you know, right? Yes. Uh, Robert was um, was very open about his dad. I mean, by the time he sold the Cowboys in 1984 uh, to Bum Bright, that's a whole story in and of itself. Um, he uh, he was basically broke. I mean, he was he was dying of a of a of an illness that was very much like Lou Gehrig's disease, and he was just dead broke. I mean, he he had to sell the team. He was being harassed and hassled by creditors. Um, but he, you mentioned that he was very different from Jerry. Could not have been more different in this respect. Um, Clint was all about hiring the right people and delegating full authority to them. And as you know, in any history of the Cowboys, this has been written about a million times. He hired an incredible triumvirate. All three of them are in the Hall of Fame. Tech Schramm, president and general manager, 
Gil Brandt in charge of scouting, and Tom Landry, of course, of course the legendary coach who was there for 29 uh, consecutive years. And he really gave them full reign. And but but what, oh, one of the things we came across though, Matt, which is was kind of funny to me, was uh, you know Clint has this reputation for being so low profile. I mean, kind of the anti Jerry in that respect, right? Do you know that Clint was was a fifty fifty owner? That is, he did not have a majority share. He he owned the team equally with his brother John. Who no one ever heard about, right? I mean, you talk about Clint being low profile. I mean, it was amazing. I mean, John owned half the team, and uh, it was sort did of. Did you even find a picture his... of John? Did you find a picture oh, of yeah. John? I, th- I think we do. I think we have one of one of him in there. And uh, one of the speaking of John, one of the things that we go into at great length is Clint's dream was not only to create a new generation of stadium. But but to put it in downtown Dallas, he desperately wanted that. He felt the city needed that in the aftermath of the Kennedy assassination. And we have a lot about the assassination in the book. Uh, Dallas was um, branded the city of hate. It was it was a very ugly uh, period in the city's history. And uh, he felt it would be good for the state, for the city, not only to have a new stadium for this incredibly terrific new team that he had in 66, but to put it downtown. And he even said, he even said, I think we need to move the arts. We need to move the arts from fair park and we need to put those downtown. Well, the city fathers at the time hated that idea. You know, they scoffed at him. They, they, they thought he was absurd for suggesting that. And as you know, the arts are downtown now, only Dallas summer musicals, remains in Fair Park in a building that was built in 1925. But everything that he envisioned kind of came true in downtown Dallas, except, of course, uh, for a Cowboys stadium. And I think I mentioned in the text to you before I came on that it's incredible to me that the Cowboys have not played a game in Dallas, Texas, since 1971. Yeah, that is – And and let's save some of this for when the book comes out, because you'll have people in Central Texas, uh, in Waco, and and all down through toward Austin and College Station who are going to want to buy this book. I I think it's going to be fascinating. I guess we can't blame that on Laura Miller, can we? uh, No, we (laughs) actually have a lot. We have a lot. We have a lot lot of insight in the book about that. And um, (laughs) one of the things we figured out, if you're looking for a villain, the Dallas County Commissioner's Court was basically the kind of the villain of that. They they did not. Are you talking about the second time or the first time? No, no. This was the. They were the villains when 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 people were hoping that Jerry would come to Dallas. Yeah, Dallas, yeah, to yeah, Dallas. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I, I, I remember that yeah. judges uh, Kelleher or Margaret Kelleher or somebody like That's that. That's right. It, yeah, and basically uh, what they what they wanted was they did not want uh, the special election at a particular time because yeah. they feared that the group that would come out to vote for the stadium would vote for Democrats, right? And most of these people were, were Republicans. And the Cowboys said, well, we, we can't delay. You know, there can't be any delay. It would have to be then or not at all. And, um, and but, but the thing that happened was all those people lost their seats anyway. He didn't get the vote. Yeah, didn't even let us have a vote, which is amazing in itself. Michael, I appreciate it and uh, look forward to hearing Thank more you. about Thank this. You. Yeah, great to have you on. And uh, 
There he goes, you, Michael Granberry, my longtime pal and uh, compadre, back from our Dallas Morning News days. That is our show for today. Game time with Tom Barfield is coming up next. Recently on the Matt Mosley Show. Brent Zorneman joining us right now from the Houston Chronicle. I then sought out Commissioner Greg Sankey, you know, and, and uh, found him on Red Radio Road down there. And he looked at me like, where did you hear that? You know, and <laughs> and then uh, essentially he said, well, you know, rumors have been swirling. Then he said, yeah, no comment. You know, that because and at that point, you know, then we're trying to get uh, reaction from, from especially Texas and then, and then OU. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. This is the sound of someone taking a free test walk in personally fit arch supports at the Good Feet store. It's music to our ears. Just listen to Deidre. I would tiptoe out of bed because the pain would shoot up my heels. When I went to the Good Feet store, they allowed me to try on the arch supports, and I started sobbing because I had no pain. Stop by the Good Feet store for a free fitting and test walk today. Your good